everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Kyle from Snow Agronomy. And I can say that really fast now. I'm getting really used to it. Today we're going to talk about Liberty Extend, Extendiflex, Enlist, Enlist E3s. You name it, it's going to be kind of a, a free-for-all here a little bit. And the biggest thing I want, we'll end this kind of with this as well, but I think the biggest takeaway is there is no easy button with soybeans anymore. And, you know, whether your wheat control program is going to revolve around um, hopefully spraying Extend uh, or spraying Liberty or spraying um, Enlist, Roundup, whatever it is, those things are, let's just say, last resorts at this point. Um, that being said, they're, they're decent weed control options uh, in that, in those four, like five or six different programs you could potentially go with here uh, post-emerge on soybeans. But pre-emerge is, is probably as important, if not, I think it's way more important, actually, than our post-emerge control options. Um, if I had to look at the last two years of weed control, uh, at least in Wisconsin, I think we are going to see a major switch. And it, it was funny, we, uh, we go out to Iowa every two years, and I'd say two to three years ago, uh, lots of water hemp in, in soybeans. Uh, I had a grower go out this summer, and he said, well, their beans look cleaner than mine. And I think what happened, and, and I can't speak for Iowa, you know, I don't, I don't farm in Iowa. I don't really do anything in, a, in agriculture in Iowa other than go drive around sometimes. But what I think is happening is, is the same thing that uh, we're probably going to see happen here is a lot of people have learned how to manage, uh, manage weeds, uh, especially in soybeans. Um, we've gotten to the point where it seems like residuals pre followed by residual post is pretty much a, a a given you you have to um you know we we look at soybeans uh, traditionally in wisconsin and I'm, I'm not sure how it is everywhere else we would spray uh a an early post pass at what we call pop can high some you know six eight inches tall soybeans and usually that's that's good or we'd have people that wait until they saw the weeds and then we go spray with roundup clean it up beans canopy all is well right there it, it's perfect we're done as we've gotten more and more water hemp, um, and we're fairly certain most of the water hemp is somewhat resistant or at least re probably resistant to glyphosate, um, I sent in three samples two years ago. All three came back, and they're all three in different counties. Um, I sent in some samples last year from combines. Those all came back resistant as far as I know. So we pretty much, we have it, right? The other thing is, um, I got a lot of guys asking questions. How do I get resistant water hemp? You know, I I, I didn't spray just glyphosate alone. I always, I, I tank mix. I use a really good residual on my corn. If I come back post, I don't use the straight Roundup. How the heck do I have water hemp? The easiest answer is, you probably got it from your neighbor. Uh, it could even be your neighbor in a different county, right? Water hemp seeds are very attracted or attractive to uh, waterfowl, um, different bird species. They're they're this small oily seed that they can get and they like eating. Uh, there was a project a couple of years ago uh, sponsored. I think I'm not entirely sure if Wisconsin did it themselves. I know that they had some uh, cooperation from other states, and hunters would bring in the contents of the stomachs or stomachs from the ducks that they shot or whatever geese, you name it. Grow them in the greenhouse. And they had water hemp in them. 
So these ducks, geese, whatever is moving, uh, eats water hemp, flies 100 miles a day, whatever they fly, crap it out. You know, that, that happens. Um, I know guys that did custom work for people, and then they had it after that guy has it. Um, you, you name it, it's, it's easily spread. And that's probably the largest issue we have is even though you've been doing everything right, your neighbors, you know, it doesn't have to be your direct neighbor. Um, somebody could be doing something wrong 10 counties away and you'd still probably find some. So, right, we did everything right. Now we're screwed. But there are options. I think residual is your best option. And, and from my experiences in 2018, 19, and 20, our best weed control in soybeans has been a pre-containing, uh, uh, I think the, the best pre that I've seen is something that contains uh, pyroxysulfone, Zidua. Um, so that, that could be Fierce. Uh, it could be Zidua, Zidua Pro. Um, it could be... Uh, Authority has a version, and offhand, I, I can't 100% remember what it is. That is, to me, the best option. Um, there are others with Metribuzin. Um, there's some that contain Flexstar, uh, Fomisafin, um, Metulachlor, Acetochlor, Early Post, Acetochlor. Um, there are multiple options. And I think um, the thing for me is if I were going out pre-emerge or early post and I'm in Liberty Link, uh, extended flex and list. If I'm going out pre or slightly early post, I'm taking out the foam right? I'd rather be spraying, um, in list. Um, I'd rather be spraying Liberty or extend something that control that flush. Um, the flex star to me, I want to say for post cause that you only get so much a year. I'd rather have it in a post application. And post, we're going to get some residual out of it. So flexibility-wise, I think Foamsafe is probably and should be a post product. So now we're back to the authorities, um, the Valors, um, Duels. Those products should be put on pre. Uh, and then we have the options in in-crop. Uh, Dual does have a label up to a certain height. Um, Warrant, which is a safe and acetocore product, has a, a little bit more uh, flexible label, as far as I know. Don't quote me on that one, uh, but I would be looking at Warrant. Uh, Outlook does have a fairly decently flexible label um, for early post or post applications. So always, I'm going to say it here, but always follow label directions, right? And it's going to change in different, uh, different uh, parts of the United States. Uh, classic, um, classic is labeled very differently. Um, Products like Invive and Enlight uh, are labeled based on where you are on, on interstate basis in different states and different rates for different places. Pay attention to labels, but to me, uh, I would try to keep ALS out of your program. So Pursuit, classic. Um, a lot of the older chemistries we used to use in soybeans. Really decent on usually grass and some small seed of broadleaves. Um, and even like first rate, first rates in ALS. So if we go out with first rate, uh, really good on ragweed, as far as we know, um, there is some first rate to ALS resistant ragweed out there, um, and even some PPO resistant ragweed. So your Fomisafin, Flexstar, um, Cadet, some of that other stuff. Anyway, when we look at weed control options, you are getting down to where we have 
limited post options, our best option is residuals. Residuals keeping that water hemp from growing. Now, the biggest escapes and the biggest problems I had this year was when we let them get growing and then we thought we could control them post. When we tried to control them post, the weather wasn't right, um, you know, maybe misapplication, not enough adjuvant, whatever it was, we had a lot more escapes, went back in, cleaned them up. And the funny thing is, in a couple of instances, somebody didn't want to put a PPO in to try to clean them up. So the Cobras, the Flexstars, or we already used all of our Flexstar for the year. So we were Cobra Roundup. I had a couple guys go out with 44 ounces of PowerMax and smoke water hemp that wasn't dinged by the first application. So it, it's just really interesting to see how some of this stuff is working. Um, to me, the best option and the best, cleanest, nicest looking fields I have had a pre on them, followed by an early post application of Roundup, Extend, and List. Um, those, some of those, a combination of those tank mixes along with Flexstar, uh, Warrant, Dual, whatever. Those are the best control options we have outside of Enlist um, or Extend um, or Liberty. Now, if we're going to go out and spray Liberty, right now there's no approved tank mixes with Dicamba. Uh, there are no di approved Dicamba products. So if we're going out and Extend to Flex, you're basically limited to Liberty. In Liberty, we want to see 20 gallons to the acre. You want to see um, a flat fan, a coverage nozzle, not not a coarse nozzle like we want to sit, spray with some of these uh, growth regulator products like Dicamba and 240. So now we're we're got two things that won't let us tank mix with Dicamba uh, that typically is approved for soybeans, which none are right now. Um, and then you're going to add AMS because AMS is very pivotal uh, to Liberty working. All three things you can't do with Extend, Extend and Max, Fexapan, Tavium, um, and Ingenia. So issues there. Um, so now we're kind of stuck with Liberty or Roundup and Extend or Liberty Roundup Blended. And all three are okay. Um, Liberty's not perfect. Liberty, we'd like to see 80 plus percent, well, I'd say 75% humidity or higher if you can get it. Um, not as important as 80 plus degrees in full sun. Uh, and you don't want to spray early in the morning or in the afternoon or evening. So we're limited on Liberty. Uh, Liberty's not a perfect chemical. It does work. Uh, it can work. Um, but it does have control options that are, or not control options, but issues that can arise with Liberty applications that we wouldn't see with Roundup or anything else. So now we're kind of stuck there. Uh, maybe we go with Enlist, right? Enlist is going to give you, you know, basically you're getting a quart of 240. Um, still, we're looking for three to four inch weeds or two to four inch weeds, and we can tank mix it with Liberty. Um, it's going to kill what's out there, but we're going to have you know, another flush probably coming. I, the biggest thing I always talk about too. Now, so we're still on soybeans, but we're going to talk about corn for a minute. Now on corn, really good with residual programs. When I can say the word residual, right? We have good residual options in corn. Most people use residuals in corn. Even though we have good residual options in corn, once corn gets past, I don't know, we always say canopy, I don't know, V6, V7, V8, um, we will still see water hemp coming. And you might not see it through the canopy. I saw a couple plants over six, eight foot tall corn plants this year, which is crazy. But you're not going to see it through the canopy, but there could be three, four inch. I've seen a two inch water hemp plant with a seed head on it. They will come late. They will literally just keep emerging all season. 
to think that the year after a cornfield comes off and you didn't see huge water hemp plants in there that you're not going to have water hemp in your soybeans uh, don't think that's ever going to happen because that's basically going to happen every year now we basically have a cover crop out there of water hemp every year um, and it doesn't take many they're going to stick in your combine they seem to like just kind of hang out everywhere on the head uh, feeder in the inside of the combine in the grain tank you name it they're there uh, you got guys like me that cannot clean out our weigh wagons perfectly every time um, thankfully i don't dump it in the field usually uh, usually for me every time i do a calibration i pull the gate empty it out in the field that it's in um, now i'm getting to the point where i'm not doing that uh, i'm pretty much just it is what it is and at the end of the season um, i try to clean out as best i can I mean, the whole point was I was just trying to get the corn out before beans or whatever it is. Um, but there's going to be water hemp seeds in there. I'm trying not to spread it. Uh, I'm trying my best. It's kind of like when I started finding out about soybean cyst nematode. We tried our best. At this point, it, it's getting to the point where that probably doesn't even matter anymore. But regardless, um, just realize when we plant corn, it doesn't mean that we're going to have perfect weed control the next year in soybeans because we controlled it, quote unquote, in corn. So yeah, Liberty is okay. It's an option. You know, we have 24D within list. We potentially have dicamba options if you have extended flax or extended soybeans. Is there a, a silver bullet here? No, I, I think our best options are residuals and then using these as a tool to kind of carry our residual. Um, you know, at the end of that residual, first residuals life, we're killing what's starting to come up and then we're putting another one down to keep it from coming later in the year. That's our best options in soybeans. That's just the way it is. There is no easy button. There really is not. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say extend flex is the next best thing. And I think enlist beans are good. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's still a tool, right? It's not the tool. It's a tool. And we were looking forward to enlist beans. I was looking forward to enlist beans even when I was in the retail environment. Because we knew that was probably going to be the better option uh, as far as what we're going to kill. And, and crop safety wise, I think it's better. Um, but extend flex, you know, now we have the option of Liberty in that program, but Liberty's not perfect and, and neither is extend or enlist. Enlist is still a tool. Um, but for me, you can't still throw in enlist and Liberty go spray it early post and expect perfect weed control. We're still going to need a pre-residual, a post-residual. Um, that is just the way it's going to be. Uh, we, we are looking at soybeans. Um, that are going to need multiple modes of action out there, multiple residual modes of action. That's just the way it is. And uh, that is our current environment. Um, in corn, you know, we there's nothing you can do past V8, V9. There are some spots where you can do drops and everything else. But I think at that point, we're pretty much out of the ballgame. And we're going to have some water hemp escapes in corn. Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, the amount of prevent plant acres that are weedy this year is insane. Um, I've got some corn that perfectly clean at V6, V8, and you come back now, there's fall panicum in it because it was let go last fall. Um, there's water hemp coming back. Uh, there is velvet leaf. There is all kinds of stuff. So we are going to have a weed control problem in those prevent plant cornfields for soybeans next year. So it's going to be a nightmare, um, but we can navigate through it. But it is going to be something we have to be on top of. I, I would say I don't know a single agronomist in Wisconsin that wasn't caught off guard by a field this year. Something 
everyone has those fields that surprise them. I had fields that looked clean when we could control weeds, and then now you go back into them, and there is weed pressure. Um, I have fields that we thought we did a good job on soybeans, come back, and we didn't do a good job. Now we have a different program for next year. The whole thing is going to be that you're going to make mistakes. We're going to learn from things. The point is to work with somebody that's going to do that for you. Uh, somebody who's walking fields, understanding what we control options did. You know, they're not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. We're all going to make mistakes this year. And I think I make mistakes every year. And there might be somebody who thinks that they don't, but everyone makes mistakes. And it's not necessarily mistakes. But the more learning opportunities, it's it's something that is difficult for us to deal with. But this is something we have to grow with. So anyway, we're going to end it there while I keep on rambling about how awesome I'm not <laughs> apparently this year. But, you know, I've, I've talked to other people and, and you guys kind of heard the last podcast. We, we talked about 2020 is kind of a humbling experience. There, there are things that we never had to deal with. I've never had to deal with 10,000 acres per vent plant um, that we had a different weed control options on and, and did different stuff. It's just been a humbling year. So we're going to end it there. Like I said, there is no easy button in soybeans anymore. Uh, we do need overlapping residuals. I, I know it sucks. It's costly. It's, it used to be a lot easier. We could spray one pass around up and it costs us 10 bucks. Um, but that's just the reality of the, uh, the situation we're in now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I'll be back sometime soon when we get a break during harvest.